Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bocce Boys. My mustache and I are here on the Bocce Boys podcast. We have a loaded show for you. Just Davis and I again. We got some college basketball. We got a lot of draft and NFL stuff. The draft was around the corner. Today is technically March 1st. We're recording on a leap year, but, you know, it doesn't really count. The Bocce Boys have a loaded show for you. Please stick around. It starts right now. Summer, all I did was rest. New Year's, all I did was stretch. Valentine's Day, I had sex. We'll see what's about to happen next. This ain't no regular shit. We never begging for shit. Niggas is ready to quit. Shit that they hate to admit. In Texas, I keep a rifle inside of the whip, call it driving a stick. In Vegas, I get two million a night from the wind just to run through the hits. All that on top of the chips. Davis, welcome back to the Vodge Boys. How are we feeling? Ethan, good. Didn't realize uh, some YouTube exclusive content. You got a little uh, little friend right above you. Yeah. Blow your nose there. I tried to I tried to trim. Didn't go to plan. So plan B, mustache. I'm doing it. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We'll see what the listeners think because we might get the most comments we've ever gotten on the video saying shave that shit off, all that stuff. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you, you know you know how I feel about mustaches. You know, I got to shave it like every, every few hours. Got to make... Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so uh, we need to talk about some serious business. Not that my mustache isn't serious, Davis. We got the NFL draft coming up in, you know, actually just about two months-ish, but about a month and a half. Um, and we haven't talked about this at all since the Super Bowl. We're getting ourselves a little bit of a football break, but it's time to dive in head first, Davis. Um, ESPN put out an interesting article the other day talking about who they thought the 32 starting quarterbacks were going to be in the NFL next year. And Davis and I thought we can actually do that better. So we're going to go through all the teams right now quickly, and we're going to try and accurately pick every single quarterback for next year. And we're going to start by looking at the NFL draft. So we're going to play God a little bit and go through each one of these teams and not who we think the Bears are going to take number one, but who we think their quarterback will be in the 2023 season. So Davis, I think we both talk, 2024. Sorry. I, it's a crazy year, crazy year. Um, let's talk. Let's start right at the top. Who do you got for the Chicago Bears? I got JJ McCarthy. I'm just kidding. I was uh, <laughs> uh, Kayla Williams. I mean, yeah. has to go number one. Um, yeah. What a trade last year. Um, Carolina giving up basically DJ Moore, a few picks, and what also seems to be Kayla Williams. So. Yep. Uh, the only, I think one of the only teams we're not going to see on this list is, in the first round is Carolina. Um, so we got to remember to mention them as well, even though I think that's, that's true. Pretty, pretty easy. But uh, Caleb Williams will be the starting quarterback of the playoff bound Chicago Bears. I like it. We'll we'll do the Panthers at nine uh, instead of the Bears second pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. I know a couple of weeks ago we were doing hot takes and I said that the Fields was going to take the Bears to the playoffs next year. I'm, I'm going to walk this take back. I think it's becoming a little bit obvious after Ryan Poles' comment the other day being like, we're going to trade fields before free agency. I, I hate to do that to him. It was basically like Obama anger translator. I feel bad for him, so we're going to get rid of him before because I like him. So It's interesting. They, they're they kind of letting him go wherever he wants. Also, want to say yeah. sarcastic that I said playoff, uh, playoff bound. I don't think they're going to be fantastic, but I think that uh, – <laughs> I think Caleb Williams will be decent in year one. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be how I'll put it. I think he'll be better than Bryce Young. I think he'll be worse than CJ Stroud. I don't think he's Ooh. I don't think he's gonna be at the level that CJ Stroud was at, only playing 13, 14, yeah, 15 I agree. Years I agree. And still putting up 
elite NFL quarterback number. Um, so I think Caleb Williams finds his way in the middle. Um, not sure where exactly, but uh, I think this Bears team is going to be very interesting. And as I've said on a previous podcasts, and I'd like to clip it uh, when it comes around and post it around, but the Atlanta Falcons making some moves. Looks like we'll, we'll get there. Today. We'll get there. Today. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So number two, uh, the Washington Commanders, whatever their team name is going to be next year. I think that's still TBD. But who do you think is going to be the QB in Washington? A lot of lot of movement here. Uh, it's one of Starting two options. Quarterback. It's one of two options, um, and both guys are going to be. It's whoever they're going to draft here too. Yeah, uh, yep. it seems like it seemed like forever. It's going to be Drake May. Um, but there's a lot of hype on Jaden Daniels possibly going number two now, which is very yes. interesting. I still think Drake May goes number two. I think Drake May will be the starting quarterback of the Commanders week one. Um, I think that the traction with Jaden Daniels is with the Cliff Kingsbury connection. Like he's a, yep. he's a Cliff Kingsbury prototype basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they should be looking at that as long term. You know what I mean? They still need to figure yep. out agree. if that coaching staff is going to work. So I'm going to go with Drake May. I'm also going to Drake May, but my second option is not Jaden Daniels. My second option for the Commanders is actually <clears throat> Caleb Williams. I think. There's a strong chance that Washington will trade up for Caleb Williams still. Uh, it would take a King's ransom. Don't get me wrong. But two things we need to think in mind. There's a new ownership group in Washington, and they're trying to completely restructure this franchise. Uh, cosmetically, everything. They're trying to get rid of the regime. Two, Caleb Williams is from the D.C. area, and I think that that would do wonders for that team and that franchise, that community, everything. Um but realistically, I, I am going to say Drake May. Uh, I don't think people are talking about how freaking good he is. He had a little bit of a down year last year, a little bit like Caleb Williams. Um, but I, I think Drake May is so good. So I'm going to go with him there. I think a little bit of the downplay of it is the fact that North Carolina is not a football school. Let's be honest. The last few years, they have been a football school. And I think people nope. need to get that out of their minds. Um, I think North Carolina is going to be on the up and up a little bit. Um, we'll get to the college football playoff. Uh, the fact that the 12-team playoff didn't really work out, so they're working yeah. with the 14-team playoff I now. I saw that today. There's, yep. there's been yep. a lot. Of, you know, I mean, we, we've we seen the 12-team playoff for years now. It yeah. clearly doesn't work. Um, you know, the fact that – Ethan, we haven't seen a single 12-team playoff yet, and they're already talking about 14. I don't know what I, is going that on. That makes me mad just because it's like I think the 12 is perfect. We haven't even tried it yet. I understand people are mad about the frameworks and the five plus seven stuff, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, let's let's move on, Davis. We got to go to number three, New England Patriots. I know that Mac Jones is the last quarterback, but look, this is the true first next era of the Patriots. So who's going to be the quarterback of it? I'm torn with this. If I'm in the front office of the New England Patriots, I'm going to go with a free agent. I actually, this is what I would do. I don't think they're going to do it. I would take a peek at Jake Browning or Ooh. one of these other, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay. there's options out there for him. I don't think they go with a Kirk Cousins-ish person or player, um, but I think they should go Marvin Harrison here. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the New England Patriots will draft Jaden Daniels at number three, and he will be the week one starter. So I, I'm also kind of thinking Jaden Daniels, but I'm also going to go the free agency route and similar but not i'm gonna go kirk cousins here i think kirk cousins leaves minnesota um maybe it's not his choice but he is a free agent and they cannot tag him i mean the tag period is already up obviously but uh, i think new england they are gonna draft somebody i just don't think it may be three i think um whoever goes one two 
the Patriots are going to be in a spot that they can trade down and get a crap ton of picks. And I think they're in a spot they can do that. They can get maybe a J.J. McCarthy late first round later. This round, maybe Michael Penix, maybe a guy second round. Um, but I, I do think that this Patriots team wants to turn around, and I like her Cousins there. Um, number four, pretty certain here. I think it's Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray, yep, I agree. Yep. And then five, same thing, Justin Herbert. Uh, it's going to be very interesting with him and John Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think Jim Harbaugh could turn it around, honestly. Uh, again, he I'm almost positive he has the highest winning percentage in NFL history um, and moved to the college route, obviously, wow. won the national championship last year. Wow. Uh, and he's making his return back to the NFL. Yeah. So uh, I think Justin Herbert would be sleeperish MVP pick, actually, for me. So I like we'll it. talk about that down the line, but uh, yeah. I'm going to get, obviously, it's Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert for sure. Uh, six. This is a little interesting, Davis. Um, we'll get to more draft-specific talk at a later time, but do you think the Giants could take a quarterback, or is it probably Daniel Jones? Not here. I don't think they take a quarterback here. I think they – again, we're talking about week one starter. Yep. I'm yep, going yep. with Daniel Jones. Um, yeah. I think Daniel Jones will be the quarterback of the New York Giants week one. I do not believe that Daniel Jones will be the week 18 starter for the New York Giants. I think – you know, whether it be injury concerns that he's had the last two years or them moving on to, I mean, I don't want to say it, but a Tommy DeVito or somebody that they pick up later, maybe a yeah. Bo Nix, depending yeah. on how far he drops. Like, yeah. I think this is a very interesting way the Giants can go. Um, I think the way that Saquon goes will determine a lot of if they want to actually push forward towards a playoff yeah. spot right now, but it's going to be Daniel Jones. So I'm actually going to go the opposite of this. I think Daniel Jones will start week 18, but not week one. And I'm going to say Tommy DeVito, just as kind of placeholder-ish. Whoever the backup is in New York, I think, is going to start. Just because I think Daniel Jones is maybe a little bit more hurt. And, like, I, I, I don't know if they rush him out. But it's either Daniel Jones or the backup. I, I don't think they go free agent or draft route. So, um, But let's also forget that he did tear his ACL last year, and he might not be ready. So we'll see. Correct. Um, all right, seven. Is this Will Levis? Will Levis will be the week one start of the Tennessee Titans. I agree. All right, eight. This one gets a little good. All right. All right. The Atlanta Falcons. Is it Justin Fields? Absolutely. Like, is it, no, not is it probably maybe it is the number the week one start of the Atlanta Falcons? Justin what did Fields? I just say? I just said absolutely. Absolutely. All right. The week one starter will be Justin Fields. I am all on board on it. I think yep. I'm. I shouldn't even say I think. I know he wants to go there. He's talked about it. Yeah. I know that he, the Chicago Bears have given him basically the option of where he wants to go. He wants to go to Atlanta. I think he can absolutely revive his career down there, and I think yep. that he will be able to utilize uh, the playmakers down there much better than Desmond Ritter did. Uh, Desmond Ritter will not be a starting quarterback in 2024. And he shouldn't be. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you there. I, I think it is Justin Fields here. Um like I think it's so it's so perfect. Obviously it's his hometown, but like that team is just missing a quarterback. They really, really are. Especially one who could be as a dynamic possibly as Justin Fields. Uh and then also uh the new head coach of the uh Atlanta Falcons, sorry, Raheem Morse at the combine the other day said that they're trying to find a quarterback that fits the city. And like he was like, I know people are gonna make out of that what they want, but that's what we want. And you can read in between the lines, but that's Justin Fields most likely. I've seen a lot of fake trades out there that's happening soon. So I, I think I think it's on the way. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens by the time this podcast comes out, honestly, because I think they want to get this done quick. 
especially forget, before the quarterbacks throw on Saturday at the combine. I forget what we were talking about. Um, the other podcast, um, probably about two weeks ago, um, when it came to Super Bowl futures, I want to say mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons were 50 to one when we were talking about it. Then I want to go back and take a look at it 35 to one now. Um, a lot of possibly a lot of traction wow. of them. Is Justin Fields worth that much movement though? Uh, let's be honest. The difference between 50 to one and 35 to one isn't, I mean, it's sounds like a lot, but it probably, it moves them from probably being the 17th highest ranked, uh, you know what I mean? To, uh, yeah, to, yeah. So, um, I, I think it's, it's really just a, you know, it's not like a, you, you missed the number already. So I, I think you. that's something that you can definitely go back to and still take a look at it. 35 to one, especially with a, um, team that can most definitely win the division, even if it's not Justin Fields. For sure. Um, all right, let's move to nine here. Uh, this says Chicago, but let's say Carolina. It's probably Bryce Young, right? Without a doubt, Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening in Carolina, but hell yeah. Uh, Ten, Aaron Rodgers, most likely to the Jets. Yes, sir. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We'll see if he makes it through the whole season this year, but I imagine that he will be ready for week one. Um, I mean, he was almost ready for almost week 11 last year, whatever it was. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, 11, Minnesota. I know I said my Kirk Cousins thing, so what do you got? So interesting, Ethan. It's mm-hmm. so interesting the way mm-hmm. I think they're going to go. Uh, they mm-hmm. recently just came out and said something about how they might not want to pay Justin Jefferson, that they might want to go a full rebuild route, which would be very interesting. But they said they'd have they have no interest in trading him today. So, no, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's a very intriguing thing to say for a team that isn't committed to the rebuild, you know, like isn't fully yeah. invested in the rebuild. Week one starter in Minnesota. Such a good question, Ethan. This is a tough one. I think. Is it even likely they re-sign Kirk, though? I I think it is. I think it is likely. I don't think he's going to, though. Give me um, who is the quarterback that played at the end of the year there? Um, played very well, threw over 350 yards twice. Um, Jaron Hall? No, not Jaron Hall. The other quarterback. Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins. I'll go oh. Nick Mullins. I'm gonna go Nick Mullins as the week one starter. It's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. That's gross. Um, I think Ryan. Dude, I remember that Raiders Vikings game. It was yep. zero to zero in the middle of the fourth quarter. I think Ryan Tannehill could be an option as well. Okay. Um, I think this sure. is one I need. I definitely need to come back to though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I got, I got a good one, and I think this is one that you're not remembering. Jameis freaking Winston. Ooh. Ooh. He's not being talked about enough. He's not a not top of the line starter. Do not get me wrong, but he is productive. He is a smart football player. He cares about his teammates a lot. We've seen that. Also, the last time he started, I believe the Saints were five and two, six and two, seven and two, something like that. And then he got a really bad spine injury or something and missed the rest of the year and hasn't started since really. Um, So don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to take Minnesota to Super Bowl, but I. I could see him starting week one next year, and I think Minnesota lines up pretty well. Another interesting one that we haven't talked about, I don't think he's going to move teams. Gardner Minshew is a guy that I would he's definitely actually free agent. I know he is, but I think yeah. he I think the Colts might pay him to be the guy like you know, like pay him to be the backup because they don't know if Anthony Richards I actually forgot about gonna, Gardner. I don't hate him in Minnesota. Get 17 games out of Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Um, but I think he's definitely an option. Um, as well as Tyler Huntley. A uh, guy who might just get paid a bag to be a backup somewhere. So I don't know. I don't know the route Minnesota goes on right now, but I will just initially take Nick Mullins. 
All right, cool. Interesting, but I don't know. Here's another good one. The Denver Broncos. Not Russell Wilson, right? Uh, uh, no, not Russell right. Wilson. Is a, lot of talk, a lot of talk of J.J. McCarthy coming here. A lot of okay. talk. I do think he will go in the first round. I think some team will make a very bad mistake on that. Is it Knicks but, or Penix? Uh, I, I, JJ McCarthy. I, it's. I've heard it's going to be JJ McCarthy in this pick. Penix. Correct. Correct. That's what I've heard in my ear. But I'm actually going to go Kirk Cousins here. I think Kirk okay. Cousins is the guy who can definitely revitalize this offense a little bit, especially on the outside when it comes to Sutton and Judy. And have we have we forgotten that Kirk Cousins has had this guy named Justin Jefferson? Correct. And look, he's been fantastic with him, but. He, Kirk Cousins is yeah. a stat filler quarterback. He's going to be a guy who's going to get you, get you the numbers. He might not lead your team to the Super Bowl, like you were saying, but yep, sure I think he is a guy who can definitely go out and make a wild card appearance in the AFC West. I, okay, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Um, it's interesting to see what Kirk will get after an ACL. I don't think that will really hurt him too much. Uh, he doesn't really move that much, but I, I, this is a really tough one to call. Um, if I hadn't picked Kirk to the Patriots, I think I might agree with you here, but uh, I'm going to go with Stidham. I, I, I'm going to go with Stidham only because I think he was really good two years ago when they benched Derek Carr in Oakland, uh, Vegas, sorry, and he was not bad in the end of last year, and I also just think Peyton is so freaking stubborn that he's like, I'm just going to start Stidham because I don't know if you know this, but Russell Wilson has the largest dead cap in history this offseason, and it's also uh, it's it's this it's combined. Sorry, the second place one is combined less than his right now. I don't know if that makes sense. Are you seriously making the listeners do math right now? Let's, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm really poorly explaining this. But anyway, <laughs> it's so big that it's insane. Really, just just put it at that. We're in Carson Wentz territory. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's it's crazy that they're even like. Thinking about getting rid of Russell Wilson, I think his dead cap drop is eighty-five million dollars next year. It's somewhere insane. around that eighty-five. And what's crazy is I was in a podcast today. They made a very good point. Russell Wilson's freaking career is about to come full circle because he was the first guy that was like rookie scale contract will get you to the Super Bowl, and now this guy is about to be a free agent. And if you can sign Russell Wilson for two to three million dollars, I bet you're like, oh. I don't know, Russell Wilson on a two, three million dollar contract. That's pretty good. You can build a team around yep. him. Come yep. on. Yeah. So here we are. Um, I just think that's interesting. Anyway, let's it, go to 13. Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. So Davis, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't picked Jane Daniels yet. And that's where I'm picking him to go here. Um, something I think people aren't realizing is Antonio Pierce, his head coach, was the uh, recruiting coordinator of Arizona State Sun Devils when Jane Daniels was the quarterback there, a.k.a. he recruited them there. They have a relationship, and I think Jane Daniels in Vegas is possibly the missing piece there. This but he, offense, can't, he can't drop to 13, so you think they trade up? Yeah, I think they will trade up possibly with Patriots at to, three. To three. Yeah, I think, I think Vegas is hunting for a quarterback. Uh, I've seen this a couple places on the internet. Um, I I just think that Antonio Pierce might go get his guy. And Vegas has been loitering in mediocrity for so long. I think 
you know, I'm not saying Daniel Daniels is the guy. I'm not saying he's going to pan out, but I think they take a shot. Yeah, and I, trust me, I think it's good. I think it is a good shot. I I don't yeah. think he off the rip. I don't see him being as good as CJ Stroud was. Like I don't see him. You know what I mean? Like having yeah. this, you know, eye popping year. But I do think he will be solid for whatever team he plays on. Um, I'm going to go with a different rookie here. I am going to go Michael Penix Jr. Um, okay. I think that um, this is another one of Antonio Pierce's guys. This guy's been a dog in college. He was a dog yeah. in Indiana. And then he moved over to the Pac-12, led Washington to a college football final uh, appearance. And, championship. And there, there's just some very, I don't know, like – he obvious, I mean, obvious reasons. He reminds me of Tua. You know what I mean? The le- mm-hmm. the the way he throws the ball, and every everybody who catches the ball from this guy says this is the best ball they've ever seen. It's very interesting. I, now I don't watch think, that Texas game, rope after rope. Yes, this guy only throws ropes. Um, yep. I I don't know if he's the answer. We'll get deeper on that when we get to training camp time. But I do think Michael Penix Jr. will be the starter in Las Vegas in week one. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Um, New Orleans. This is a funky one. Is it probably Carr? But Derek Carr. Yeah. I, unfortunately, um, yeah. I. <laughs> yep. That's the perfect I, way to put it. I like the Saints. I've rode with them the past few years on their win totals, on division winners. Like I've rode with them, and it's come to bite me a few times. Like this past year yep. when Tampa swooped in and won the mm-hmm. division. But um, yeah, I think Derek Carr is uh, going to be the Week One starter. Uh, another guy I don't. I don't know if he will be the week 18 starter though. Yeah. Maybe Taysom Hill or something. You never know. Uh, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm out on it too. Uh, 15 Indianapolis, probably Anthony Richardson. Without a doubt. Yep. Uh, 16. I'm going to go Bo next year. What? It's Geno Smith. Geno is so. No, he's not. No, he's not. Regardless of how you feel, Geno, they need to plan for the future. And I think they get uh, whoever slides. Maybe it's McCarthy, but I think they take a sliding quarterback here. Week one will be Geno Smith to the Seattle Seahawks. Nope. I think Bo Nix takes it. Northwest guy. Come on. Actually, not really, but he played in Oregon. I so. can't get behind that at all. Uh, we'll have it so be- mediocre. I we can not. debate about that, but the, Ethan, there we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. There are, there are 18 mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe even 20 mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL. The NFL is their quarterback play right now is horrendous like well, it's, G- it's Gino Smith and Kirk Cousins skipping holding hands running down the street together so that's fine they'll get me they'll get me eight nine wins it's better it's you know what <laughs> I mean true. better that's than true. the placeholder yeah. uh, so I'll, I mean I'll keep Gino Smith yeah I, I don't hate it um all right let's rattle off a couple obvious ones here Jaguars Trevor Lawrence yep Bengals Joe Burrow correct Rams Stafford correct I'm gonna go we're gonna one. skip over one real quick Miami Tua Philly Hurts Correct. Pittsburgh. That goes through 22, and then we're missing 20. Pittsburgh, I will tell you mine, Ethan, it will be Russell Wilson. I think yep. this is a fantastic fit. I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait for the Schefter's tweet to come across my phone. Um, you know, maybe Pittsburgh's on the wrong side of the state. All right. There's yep. a right and a wrong side of our state, but <laughs> there's, there is no way you can watch the Steelers team and not root for certain guys, uh, certain playmakers like. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. I'm taking Russell Wilson. I think he will be able to, again, utilize these guys a little bit 
better than Kenny Pickett has been able to and Mitchell Trubisky, um, obviously for obvious reasons. And I think that his experience and understanding of the game and utilizing these guys will help the Pittsburgh Steelers make a wild card appearance. I don't think they win the division next year. I think it'll be close. Um, the defensive side is just so tough as nails. Uh, Joey yeah. Porter Jr., TJ Watt. I mean, it's insane what they have back there, but I do think they will make the playoffs with Russell Wilson on a somewhat resurgence year for him. Yeah, we'll see. That's probably the toughest division in football. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's probably Russell Wilson and a move that's just like the complete opposite of every move the Pittsburgh Steelers have ever made. Uh, they like very rarely will bring in a veteran quarterback like this, sign up to a re- free agent deal. But unfortunately, I think it's the move to make. Uh, I, I like I like Kenny Pickett. He's shown flashes, but I mean, some Kenny Pickett stats out there are like real, real bad. So like, I think he's like dead last in like quarterbacks to ever throw two touchdown pass or like two touchdown passes. He's like the lowest like yards per game ratio dead last. But I thought he was the next Dan Marino, Ethan. Yeah, no. Two glove Kenny Pickett. Nah. I don't think anybody thought that. (laughs) No, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go for Russell Wilson here. All right. So let's go on to the next one. Cleveland slash Houston. We'll go. We'll start with. We'll go with Cleveland here because we can go to Houston next. Um, probably Deshaun Watson, right? I think Deshaun Watson. I think Joe Flacco is a guy that we've missed on some of these teams, but I don't know if Joe Flacco will be a week know. one starter. Uh, is the way I yeah. think about it. Um, I think he might be a guy that comes in during the year again, sees what mm-hmm. team has an availability. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. Unfortunately. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Um, 24 Dallas would we'll be shocked if it's not Dak Prescott. Here we um, go. Yeah, here we go. All right, 25. Join Love. Love it. Sleeper MVP pick in mine. We'll yeah. get to that at some point. He was, I, he was phenomenal so last year. Phenomenal so late in the year. I'll go Join Cowboys Love. game is masterful. Watch that. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I mean, uh, he was phenomenal from weeks 12 on, uh, you know, MVP-ish yeah. style. And I think he could keep it up. And the I team agree. that I think that can, can win the division and might. I, I hate the Packers. Like, so sleeper, a hatred team. Um, Tampa Bay, probably Baker Mayfield here, right? Here I think they'll bring him back. He's still technically yeah. a free agent, uh, but yep. I think they'll bring him back. He's got that dog in him. I think that um, – That dog has him in him. What Todd Bowles wasn't – didn't seem committed to him in the press conference um, after the loss to – the Lions. Um, They're probably playing their cards in case they can trade up. And get but he came right back. back around and was like, yep, didn't mean to say it that way. Like, he's that yep. guy. Uh, you know, it's up to the front office. He was just he, – he meant to say it's up to the front office, not me. So, I think it's Baker. Yeah. yeah, Baker's such a dog. I heard him in a press conference saying, yeah, we'll figure it out. Saying we before he's even re-signed is such a football guy move. Like, you got to yep. love it. Such, yep. a, uh, such a dog. Houston here, Stroud, without a yep. doubt. Buffalo, yep. Josh Allen, Detroit, yep. Jared Goff. For sure. Yeah, I actually think they extend him this offseason too. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I it's a tough spot, but I, wanna, I mean I need, to, like see, a, I need to see one more I need to see one more year of him being an, a playoff style playoff contending. He doesn't get enough credit for having the best year of his career last year, though. Correct. So I, I just want to see it again before I can get behind it. Uh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, MVP, mm-hmm. San Francisco, it will be Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. But I, twenty when it comes to twenty twenty five though, yeah, I, Kyle Shanahan, I'm never gonna like put my cards completely down on him. You never know, but probably Brock Purdy, thirty two. Um, uh, thinking Nate Sudfield makes a comeback here for the Chiefs. Uh, 
Chad Henney? Chad oh, Henney can make a career resurgence. Oh, yeah. It's Patrick the mother-freaking-goat Mahomes. <laughs> Don't forget his name, guys. He will be like LeBron James of football soon. Like, you will not forget his name. Uh, um, he might already be. But uh, let's stop talking about football because we yes. just brought Patrick Mahomes, bring up bad memories. Let's go back to a little college basketball. Ethan, I wanted to prepare you. I heard some comments from some people um, who watched the last podcast and listened and loved yep. some of the analytics given when it comes to Kempom. Um, not sure if anybody knows what or some of the people might not know what Kempom is. Uh, it's a, a analytically driven um, standings of it's college a guy basketball. who doesn't have a, a life who just updates a college basketball website every single day. It's if I were to have dinner with one person in the world right now ken palmer ken pomery makes the list at least oh yeah oh yeah um here we got here top 40 teams in ken palm um the now if you look around real quick i'll just give you a brief overview uh uh, adjusted offense and defense right there so houston is 18th and adjusted offense first that means they're the best defensive team in the country uh, when it comes to adjusted tempo, point uh, yeah. possessions per game, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, the next one's adjusted tempo, how fast or slow the team plays, how many possessions they have in a game, basically. There's a luck factor to this and st- strength of schedule when looking at strength of schedule. EM, hardest is number one. The easiest is 350-ish, something like that. Um, posing offense, posing defense. All right, Ethan. There might be some teams here that shock you a little bit mm-hmm. uh, for me. It's Villanova cracking 30. That's insane to me. Um, I think there are some definite definite sleepers when it comes to teams people are looking at in March Madness or not looking at enough, like Iowa State, who's right there at 10. No one's talking about them because they're like fifth uh, in the Big 12 right now. Is there anybody in this list that you might want to take a look at? I just can't believe they have Gonzaga at 20. Like, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Gonzaga at all, but I mean, Ken Pomery loves Gonzaga for some freaking reason. They're a top 10 adjusted off, off efficiency team offensively uh, in the country, it looks like. And I don't get that. Uh, they just do not have it. St. Mary's has had their number this year, correct? Correct. Really yes. Like, yeah. And I, I'm just, I'm just not on Gonzaga. And they're not even in the top 25 of the AP. So I'm. So like surprise they're 20 gonzaga yeah yeah they are they actually play against san francisco tonight thank you for bringing it up pick of the day san francisco at what ethan home against gonzaga plus four 23 in the ap i apologize plus four give me san francisco i think they're a team that could if they make the tournament they definitely can make some noise on the defensive Mm. side they're very slow but right below them too st mary's st mary's is 21 right here on the ken palmer list um, but Ethan, a team that really shocks me a little bit how high they are. B Y U. Well, 15. why should they? Because they beat the team that was right below them the other night, the Kansas Jayhawks. And- well, that surprises me too, how low they are. It shouldn't surprise me. It's more just the blue blood of Kansas mm-hmm. being that low. Um, I just am I am more surprised about how happy that Ken Palm Ken Palmery took my advice on how good BYU is playing. Actually watched them play a game. It was like, yep, yeah, you know what? This team's pretty good. Uh so I think I them mean, sitting at 15, very interesting. Another one, Michigan State at 19. They I think they're really think. overrated. They I, are I feel so like I've been staring overrated. at that for the last five minutes in disbelief. 
They are so overrated. Um, I don't know. I can't even imagine. I don't know why they're going to make the tournament because uh, th there are even teams below them that I think are better than them. Uh, I think Florida is decent. Texas is pretty solid, even pretty far down the list. There's St. John's down there. Like, I don't know. There, you look at some of these other teams and you're like, yeah, Michigan State, they – May have started the year in the top five, but they. I feel like they're Texas just giving them. There though, sure. I feel like they're just giving Michigan State that spot because they're Michigan State. Um, Texas is good. Uh, the SEC is so good. The SEC is so good. Are they giving? Are they? Is Ken giving like bias towards these conferences? Because I see. I mean, Illinois is a good team, but they are not the thirteenth best team in the country. I think. I, I know think they they're are. getting steam. I know that they're getting steam, especially that one guy that got taken off the team that got put back on has been going off. Taron um, Shannon. Yes. He yeah. has been going off. But speaking um, of the SEC, like Mississippi state, I, I don't think they're amazing. And they just I hung mean, around with Kentucky the other uh, night. They did, but they lost. Correct. They did, uh, they, but they hung around. They, they hung around. I, I don't know. I, I think the way that we look at the big 12 is you have to actually look at the SEC that way too this year. Um, yeah, you know, you yeah. look at the top teams like Tennessee and Alabama who are actually going to play on Saturday. Um, I think that that game is going to be tremendous, but some of these middle of the road SEC teams, uh, and you can include Auburn up there as well. Um, yeah. uh, who just lost to Tennessee last night. Um, but the Mississippi States, uh, you can't put Ole Miss up there. Uh, they just have not been it this year. Um, but you put Florida, you can put Florida up there without a For doubt. Good. Mm -hmm. um florida makes this list at 28th in the country so i don't know i think that this college basketball is really be dominated by two conferences this year and it's very obvious to see that with houston being number one big yeah. 12 and then you go big so big 12 we're seeing one we're seeing 10 14 15 and 16 sec five six seven and then uh 17 you got some more down the list too so it's really being dominated by two conferences I would say it's being dominated by three. I think the Big East is getting a little bit too much love, honestly. Yeah, like Connecticut, Marquette, and uh, Creighton are all very solid teams. But I don't think Villanova is the 30th best team in the country. I don't think St. John's is 32. Uh, I, I think Villanova and St. John's are getting way too much love there. Like way too much love there. St. John's especially, they stink. Uh, and Villanova stinks too. I, I can call a spade a spade. They, they're not great. Um, and I mean, any team near 12 losses should not be talked about in converse in tournament play, in my opinion, at this, at this point. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I think the magic number is right around 22, um, which ends up leaving you with about 11 losses, uh, after, yep. after conference play, depending on how far you make it in the conference play, how many games you end up playing. Um, so I think the magic number is 22, uh, Villanova statistically um, is, can barely get there. I think they would have to make the Big East championship. Um, yeah. but I think St. John's is a team that will make it. Um, they just had a big win last night on the road against, uh, Butler, uh, another team on the bubble. Butler's definitely going to be out now. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think that, um, 22 ish is the magic number. That's the number we were chasing last year for Penn state. Yeah. We finally got there when we made the Big Ten championship, but mm. we're going to see some of these. We're not going to see that all the favorites just win their conference. Like that's not how conference no. tournaments work. So you never know. You could see a Colorado come up strong. Yep. You could yep. see a weird Oklahoma team play Houston in the finals. Like you know what I mean? You you never know what you're going to get. And yep. um, I'm really excited to see when those come out um, in about a week and a half. Yeah, I think these conference tournaments are going to be uh, 
teams just eating each other alive, and it's going to be a bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath. I think we're going to see a couple very, very weird tournament winners, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Davis, let's quickly wrap up here. We have a special topic for the people. Baseball. We are approaching uh, the end of spring training. We're right in the heat of it, starting right now. But we're going to go through each division, each podcast, like we did last time. We went through the AL East. This time, we will do the NL East, um, a division that I think Davis and I know pretty well because of the Philadelphia Phillies. So taking bias out of it for literally one second because we'll inject bias fully into this. Don't worry. Who do you think is going to win this division this year? Uh, I put a lot of stuff on that. The Atlanta Braves will repeat again. Um, I think the Atlanta Braves, they probably have the second to maybe third best roster on paper and on the field uh, coming into this year. Um, I mean, their lineup is filthy. We know that we've seen them in the playoffs two years in a row and we beat them. Uh, You know, again, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but you know, this lineup is insane. And they added Jared Kellenick from Seattle, a guy who just needed a scenery change. I think he's going to be amazing change, there. He's going to, it's going to revitalize his career. He's still a young, In the he's worst still a kid. he's like yep. 24. Yep. Um, obviously they yep. have a Cunha, uh, Cunha, uh, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, uh, Spencer Strider on the bum. I mean, this team's nasty. Um, I, hate and the I think this team, I don't know what their over under is on top of my head. I would have to guess it's going to be probably around probably 90. Around, I was going to say 97 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to end up with about 99 to a hundo. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree. I, I think it's the Braves this year. Unfortunately, I would really, really like to see our Phillies grab a division title here soon, just because the Braves have had a stranglehold on this division for quite a bit. It feels like now. Um, and you know, it's nice that we've beaten them in the NLDS the last couple of years, and that's certainly something we can hold over their heads. Don't get me wrong, but what I've learned is like these Phillies just aren't built for regular season play, unfortunately. Uh, I think the Braves are a juggernaut, and I mean, they're the kind of team that can just get through the dog days of June and July and not even sweat it. And I think the Phillies and the Mets and the Marlins do sweat those dog days, and uh, that's the difference, unfortunately. I'll give you my hot take. I don't know if you have one prepared. Uh, my hot take for don't worry. It's going to come from down south on the Miami side. I think we're going to see a big, big down year from Miami. I think they definitely overachieved last year. Um, like even just being in the playoffs, um, I see the Marlins possibly winning less than 74 games. Um, they don't have the depth. They don't have the hitting. They lost Jorge Soler, one of their best bats um, in the outfield. And the signing of Tim Anderson is really going to make a difference. I don't think so. Um, Have you seen a picture of Sixto Sanchez recently? It's really Sevento Sanchez because he really added (laughs) – he's not looking like the same guy. And that picture solidified solidified our JT Real Muto trade. Uh, We officially become winners on that. I think Miami Marlins take the – Fourth spot contending actually for the last spot in this division. I think Washington could make a little noise of being not the worst team in the league, uh, but I think Miami's going to have a big down year this year. My hot take: I have. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna spitball here because I'm thinking. I'm between two, and there's only two options here, but and it's the Mets, and there's only two scenarios for the Mets here. And let's let's pick your own adventure. Scenario one. They're going to make the playoffs and possibly go far this year. 
I just think this is the classic Mets on off years, on off years, on off years. Last year they were off. This year they'll be on. I don't know if they'll go all the way to the World Series per se, but I, I do think there's a chance the Mets lineup will just be like, oh yeah, we'll remember how to play baseball again together. Uh, and you know, I think they could sneak in as a wild card. My second more scenario and the more hot takey one. I'll let you go in a second. I think it's very likely they trade P. Alonzo by the deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I think yeah. they absolutely will. Yep. And I unfortunately think that that is the a very, very, very dumb decision and like the complete wrong decision. And the reason I say unfortunately, because as a Phillies fan, I would love to see Pete Alonso traded out of this division just to make another team crappy. But as a sports fan, that is just the wrong thing to do. And I think that Uncle Stevie is just going to make more Frank the Tanks appear. Seriously, he really will. I'm, look, I'm happy that um, Edwin Diaz is back. I can't wait to hear some more trumpets. I uh, forgot about that. Yeah, summer. sure. But their pitching is so bad. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, Kota Senga might be a Cy, an NL Cy owner. I like, I absolutely. Well, if his shoulder that. works. <laughs> I, correct. If his shoulder works, it doesn't seem like he's going to be the opening day starter. That's a big deal, I think. Um, and Who then is? Have Jesus Lazardo. I have no idea. This Mets starting starting pitching is horrendous. It wow. just depends whether they're going to swipe the credit card even more. They um, have to. When's the last time they've had a rotation this bad? Um, we'll, we'll ask our colleagues. We'll ask our colleague at work what we think. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 we'll figure it out. This is a bad starting rotation. Um, I I see them being right around where they were last year. I think maybe a little bit better. Um, I I. 81 and 81 ish. Like that's where I see them. I see them solidified three spot in this division. Um, I do think the Phillies will play well, uh, unbiasedly. Um, I think 90 wins is right about where I would be hopeful in reality. Right, let me, let me ask you a question and I want you to give me your unbiased, then your biased answer. Okay. Got As it. a gambler plus 310, what do you like for the Phillies to win this division? I I'm out. On it, I'd actually rather touch the Mets a little bit, just with the way that they will spend After money. Everything we just said, just, just how much money they can spend. They they have unlimited. That's a lot of money to spend. It is. It absolutely is. But you still have a guy. You still have some guys out there like Blake Snell. They still could go after sure. a guy like Blake Snell. I think he goes to the other team in New York, though. Uh, yeah, he absolutely might. He also might go to St. Louis. Um, but um, I think this division is basically going to be a runaway for the Braves. Uh, their team is just yeah. nasty top to bottom, and they're a team who can play. There's not many teams like this. They can play 162 games at full form. No, You know what I mean? Like, I really, mm -hmm. truly believe that. And I, I think the Phillies could make some noise. But, again, when we get to the dog days, it's clear that we haven't been there. Um, but, yeah. I, I, you know. I think this is a year that we can solidify ourselves being regular season, having regular season potential. Um, I think okay, Trey Turner can have a big year. Trey Turner will have a big year. I really, I think Trey Turner uh -huh. will actually be, we'll consider him to be the best hitter by the end of the year on in the roster. Okay. I think that Kyle Schwarber has a good chance of leading the league in homers. Um, and if hopefully, he's not Bryce Harper one. stays healthy. Yeah. Hopefully, Bryce yep. Harper stays healthy. Yep. I, I agree with all those things. Um, It'll be really nice to see the Phillies win a division. I just feel like that's – it's silly, but, like, this team needs that small bit of confidence that they could be anybody, and I, I just think that they don't for some reason. Uh, it's it's weird, but this team needs to start and finish strong. Like, there's been too many bumps in the road at certain points of the season. 
I want to see a full dominant campaign this uh, fall and spring, summer, the whole season, the whole thing. I think the biggest thing comes to pitching. Uh, you, yeah, we have they got to gotta get full, another starter. We have they to have, have a to. full starting rotation. Yeah. I like we have to have a full starting rotation throughout the year. And Ranger needs to be on like I mean when I say on point, I, I just mean he can't like I wanna see I wanna see a three point seven ERA out of him. I really do. Yeah. Um I think that's gonna be an ideal three spot there. Um I think yeah. Christopher Sanchez is a guy who can show potential being that next uh, lefty yep. in our rotation. So that's the um, thing that we have guys that can be placed in spots when we need them, but the part of the Phillies is they've just been missing that last rotation spot for it feels like a, ever since we signed Zach Wheeler really and uh this could be our last season with Zach Wheeler I think he's a free agent after the season I know they have all of the hopes and aspirations in the world of re-signing him but you know that never really happens sometimes so it got to go all in in this year in my opinion I agree but I think the hitting gets us on top I agree I agree but the hitting ended our season last year so we're going to need a yeah. little bit, just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Game we'll keep them hot. We'll keep them hot. Get the hand warmers ready. One for 20 in the last two games. The top five. Come on. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. I don't want <laughs> to think about it. Think about it. <laughs> we won't think about it anymore. We got some time until the opening day. But we got no more time in this podcast, unfortunately. We want to thank all of you for joining us. Uh, I know not all of you are listening to the end of the podcast. I know it's tough. We're working on the duration of these podcasts. We really are. But we're trying to get as much content and as much information into these as we can. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. So be sure to subscribe, share, like. We see you guys watching these videos. Just make sure to get more attention. Help the boys out. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have a great day. Good weekend. Yeah. Go Sixers. I don't know. Go Flyers. Yeah, go Flyers.